I mean, you're 26 years old, and you know I've covered plenty of players who didn't seem like they figured the ego part out until their 30s. I mean, who taught you about what it, why that's important, and and to handle it that way? I think I think I think uh, I'll say life. Usually, let me tell you this. Usually, when uh, from my experience, right? Like when I think about like, oh yeah, I'm, I did this. I you know, I'm so great. I had uh, 30, I had 25, 10 and 10, or whatever the case might be. Because right. you go and think about that. Oh, we won this and that. Usually the next day, you're going to suck. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> simple as that. You Like the next few days, you're going to be terrible. And uh, I figured out like a mindset to have that like when you focus on the past, that's your ego. I did this. You know, um, we were able to you know, uh, beat this team for all. We, we did. The, I did this in the past. I want that in the past. Right. And when I focus in the future, it's my pride. Like, yeah, next game, game five, I do this and this and this. Right. You know, I'm going down. That's your pride talking. Like, you, it doesn't happen. Like, you're right here. And um, I kind of, like, try to focus in the, you know, in the moment, in the present. And that's humility. That's being humble. That's not setting no expectation. That's going out there and enjoying the game competing in a high level. And uh, I think I've had people throughout my life that helped me with that, but that's a skill that I've tried to like, kind of, um, um, how you say, kind of like perfect it. Master it. Uh, yeah, master it. And uh, it's been working so far. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not gonna stop. You're doing okay. Welcome to the Growth Equation Podcast. We're your hosts, Brad Stolberg and Steve Magnus. This is a special episode of the Growth Equation Podcast. As you all know, normally we come to you every Wednesday morning, but we are so in awe of Giannis Antetokounmpo that we felt We'd want to drop something before game six of the NBA finals. We can assure you we're not turning into Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo. This isn't going to be an NBA podcast. Um, it's still a performance podcast, which is precisely why we found it so important to talk about Giannis. Yes. You know, I think I think the world was struck by the press conference that you just heard, went viral on um, social media. And I think just this simple... It's like Giannis was able to take a complex idea and make it simple. Focus on the past, that's ego. Focused on the future, that's pride. Focus on the present, that's humility. And as a casual basketball fan, I was struck by it. But the further I dove deep into Giannis's story, I was more impressed because it becomes very clear that he's being authentic and this is how he lives his life. It's not just the sports star saying something profound and doing something different. Um, while I was searching through Twitter, I came for research and I came across someone who summed it up pretty well. I tweet a Twitter user named Ty Windish said, people forget Giannis literally jumped over Tim Hardaway Jr. in an alley-oop and then blocked the Bucks from selling a shirt about it because he thought it would be disrespectful. This is who he has always been. And I think that is a, you know, a perfect summary 
of what we hope to talk about and maybe break down a little bit so that, you know, we can all learn from it. So I want to talk about how I think that Giannis is the imperfect star and what I mean by that and how that helps keep him humble. Um, But before we get into that, Steve, why don't you give listeners and educate myself? I know you follow basketball a little bit more closely than me. Giannis, colloquially known as the Greek freak because he was born in Greece. He's a freak because he's 6'10 and moves like he's 5'11". Tell us a little bit more about the background of this young man. Sure. And just to be clear, I am not an expert here. Um, But it's interesting because he grew up in in poverty with his uh, dad as a handyman, essentially. And as an immigrant, his family was an immigrant to Greece. And what was interesting is they didn't, they were essentially without statehood, right? No passport, no whatever, weren't officially recognized as Greek, their family, until um, right before, if I remember the timeline right, right before he got drafted by the NBA. Then they became Greek citizens and could actually travel and all this stuff. So a fascinating story. He was not like some basketball prodigy who played up until, you know, from a very young age. Um, From reading through his experiences, I think it was when he was 13 or 14 that a a basketball coach saw him playing soccer and said, hey, like you come over here. This sport will change your life like this will be able to change your family's life. Like, let's get to work. And ever since that moment, it's been very clear um, that getting to work, putting in the effort has been a central part of Giannis's and background and game, uh, which I'm sure we'll dive into as well. All right. So Imperfect Star, he is a very streaky, and, and that is generous, a very at best, streaky free throw shooter, at worst, kind of consistently off the mark. He is known to get so amped up before games that he loses control of his breathing and sometimes needs to be pulled out of the game just a minute or two in. Um, Most recently, he had a game in the finals, game four, where he hardly played at all in the first quarter. He was in the game. He was out of the game. He was in the game, but he was kind of checked out. And then when he was asked about it, he said that he had to pee really bad. And precisely, he said, I do not know how you Americans say uh, tinkle. I had to tinkle. Um, And none of this stuff seems to phase him. Like, entire crowds count down to 10 because he takes a long to shoot free throws and they and and he just like seems so light about the game like he's truly having fun out there um yet he isn't the perfect star like lebron doesn't have a hole in his game like not shooting free throws well um kobe didn't like hyperventilate before games and i think some of it is Giannis is just really young and that comes with experience but i do think he has um like true confidence that comes from humility. I just don't think he's phased by any of this stuff because he is so humble. He's like, yep, this is who I am. This is where my game is right now. As he said, I'm not going to gloat about the past. I'm not going to worry about the future. Like this is where I'm at right now. I'm not shooting free throws well. I'm hyperventilating. So I'm going to ask the coach to pull me out of the game and that's fine. 
Yeah, you know, I think it, it comes down to how he sees the, the game and performance. If you look up or you listen to any interviews with Giannis, going back, you know, five, six years to when he entered the NBA, and I think it was around 20 years old, right? You can see, you can see the, like, humility, but also the work ethic that underlies it and gives him that confidence. You know, there was this great interview he gave where he said, when asked about how he was struggling, right? Um, he said, I remember one game where I was in the middle of a bad stretch when I was, wasn't playing well. I said, what can I do to help myself? It is just work harder, keep learning, listening to my coach and come out and try and make plays while learning from my mistakes. And, and, and that's what it is about to him. You know, he's also renowned since I think his second year in, in the league for walk for carrying around a notebook full of you know um, a notebook that and when asked about it it's like well it's everything I learn you know he writes down his mistakes he made his thoughts on the game he writes down what he learns from others right there was this famous uh, in the basketball world at least back I think it was 2018 or 17 when he went for practice with with Kobe. And Kobe afterwards was like, he had this notebook and he just kept taking notes, right? And asking questions and taking notes because like underlying, I think his principal uh, philosophy and how to get better is, is just that it's working hard, learning from mistakes, like being humble. And then like having this notebook full of lessons and ideas to make sure that he is always getting better. Yeah, and that focus on doing the work itself is something that we've talked about so often is a way not just to get better, but also to stay humble. So if you are out partying or you are framing the cover of every magazine you appear on, that is going to set off a reinforcement loop that you are the big shot, this is what I'm doing it for, and on and on and on. And it's no different in the corporate world than someone that gets the promotion and they're just obsessed with their new title and they want to tell all their friends about it, right? Different different game, same shit. And Giannis has always just been about doing the work. Another great little Giannis story um, is before he really took off as a true star, it was probably in his first or second year, one of my friends, a guy named Mike Lord, who's a big Bucks fan, grew up in Milwaukee area, told me like this guy Giannis is going to be like a star. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like say more. He's like, he's just a total gym rat. And then he showed me this video of a young Giannis. I mean, he's only 26 now. He's probably 22 at the time, challenging The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, to come and do a weightlifting competition with him. And talking about how he's created an iron paradise, iron being all the gym equipment in the Bucks facilities. So it seems like from day one, he's just really loved the game and loved improving. I think that this carries over to the team. So one of our most popular podcasts, we did it a long time ago, we'll put it in the show notes, was all about different leadership styles. We talked about Tim Duncan, we talked about Kobe Bryant, we talked about Michael Jordan. And I think Giannis has an entirely different leader style, leadership style than any of these guys, which is like, have fun and work hard. And 
you see it rub off in the team. There's this story of Drew Holiday, the point guard, texting his teammates after games. Like, I just want to let you know, like, I love you. You're a great teammate. You work hard. And this is not something that generally happens in the NBA. Um, and if you watch the Bucks play, they've come down from 0-2 in this series. They came down from 0-2 against Brooklyn. And I think a big part of that is the lightheartedness of the team. And, and the last thing I'll say is when the Bucks are criticized by both myself and people that know far more about basketball than me, it's always kind of the inverse of that, which is like, what are they doing? Like, do they not care? Like, they're, they're, are they not in the game? They're just kind of like diddle-dallying around. And there's probably some validity to that, but I think it's that same lightheartedness that allows them not to freak out when things don't go well. So it's almost like a whole new leadership style, as I said, which is just like, have fun, work hard, get hyped. It's like playing pickup basketball. And again, the critique against the Bucs is sometimes they look like they're playing pickup basketball. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's balancing these two things that are often seen as opposing, um, but that you can have at the same time, right? We tend to think like, oh, you have to be serious. Like everybody, like that you have to be incredibly serious to be the best. You have to take this, you know, um, this kind of approach to make it. But the reality is you can be very serious about the work, but also like enjoy it and have fun at the same time. With any athlete I coach, like what I used to tell my the college athletes that I worked with is, you know, when we're out on the track and we're working out, we're going to have like, we're going to be serious and we're going to put in the work and it's going to take a lot of effort and it's going to hurt a lot and you're going to go through all this sort of discomfort. But like around that time, I want you to have the freedom to like be who you are and laugh and joke and like enjoy the time you're spending with your teammates because like this is some of the most valuable time and influential time you'll have in your life. So it's like having those contrasting things instead of like if you go too far on either side, I think it it pushes you down a, a not so fun slippery slope that often leads to either burnout or discontent or something along those lines. Yeah. So, okay. The next thing that I wanted to talk about with you is where do we think Giannis's game will go from here? And y'all listeners know, like, this is about broad performance. So take the parallel into whatever craft or discipline you think about, uh, because these principles are universal. So right now, Giannis has one incredible strength. And that is that he's 6'10", 6'11", 245 pounds of pure muscle and super athletic, which means that nobody can stop him when he is in transition, meaning running the court with the ball, or when he's down low near the basket and he's only got one or even two guys on him. So because of this, or maybe in, in spite of this, he doesn't shoot very well. Like he's not a good three-point shooter at all. He misses a lot of mid-range jump shots. We talked about his free throw shooting, which, which is not the best, certainly not, not league best, far from it. And in this situation, he's 26. He's been in the league for what, like four years, I think, maybe five years. Do you think that, A, does he just focus on his strengths and say, screw all this. I'm just going to be a force under the basket. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a good enough passer. Like I can pass out of a trap, meaning when they put three guys on him or four guys on him, he can find the open person. Or do you think that the game's going to change? People are going to evolve, figure out how to stop him. And does he start to develop other parts of his game? 
And again, for those that can't read through the lines, the point here is clear. If you have one ultimate strength in what you do, is there a limit of playing to that strength? And at what point, if at any, does it make sense to start working on developing some other skills? Because people will often say, you know, Giannis would be unstoppable if he could just shoot. And my response is, well, he's kind of unstoppable now and he can't shoot. And part of the reason is because maybe he doesn't work on his shooting. He'd rather be in the gym and that makes him impossible to guard by the basket. So I know the answer is going to be it depends, but let's flush out. It depends on what, Steve. Yeah. So I think there's a couple, uh, not mistakes, but misunderstandings in there Um, in the sense that I do think, and again, I have no inside knowledge of this, but I think, you know, given his work ethic and everything that we've read and seen, like he's going to continue to work on improving his game. And like, whether that means like free throw shooting, three point shooting, shooting from the field, like I think that all encompasses that. You know, um, again, I think there was this wonderful interview talking about where Giannis talked about what he learned from working out with Kobe. And he said basically, you know, t- two things. You've got to be simple, which he relayed as Kobe taught me to like, you know, take 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, like 100 of the same shots and just ingrain it is kind of the lesson. So like I, and then Giannis went on to say, you've got to work on your craft again and again and again. And another thing he said, which I think answers this question, is the other advice that he took away is you have to be a kid. Now, what did, what did that mean? It said, when you're a kid, you always want to learn. You always ask questions. And I think that's the answer to like, well, where does he go from here? Obviously, he probably has his strength. He has his strengths and he's going to work towards that. But I think if that becomes some sort of detriment to his game or detriment to losing, then I think he's going to do everything that he can to like nail the basics of improving his shooting so it can no longer be exploited to that uh, that you know amount or whatever have you. Yeah, that all makes sense. It brings back another fascinating question on nature versus nurture and the role of hard work in the NBA and an elite performance period. And you need phenomenal genetics to get in the door. You could also argue that everybody's working hard at that level. But it does make you wonder, is Giannis just better than so many of these other super athletic big guys because he works so hard? You know, I promise we wouldn't get too in the weeds on basketball, but I'm going to break that promise for a minute. I'm thinking of Andre Drummond, who played on the Pistons. I only know about him because born and raised in suburban Detroit, big Piston fan. And he's a similar kind of player as Giannis, but the critique against him was like he just he he always saw basketball as a job and his passion is um, music and being a rap artist, which is great. Hey, like, you know, who am I to judge that? But instead of working on his game, like he's making he's making music and he's not a tenth the player that Giannis is. So I'm curious and this is all speculation, but when you look at someone like Giannis, you know, we, you've been around more world-class athletes than me. Is this a 
talent thing? Is this actually a hard work thing that separates him or is this just an unfair question to you? I mean, it's all, it's a little unfair question because it's obviously both, right? It's like he has the talent, but his hard work is allowing him to express that to the, you know, to closer to the maximum degree. Now, I think how much does that talent versus work separate depends on the sport, right? So it depends on how much of the sport is dependent on the skill and the baseline talent and how much is dependent on, you know, the work put in. I'll give you an example. If you have a distance runner who is supremely talented but does not work, they're not going to be world class because so much of like talent, like so much of performance needs you to put in a ton of work to express the talent that you have in, in sport. Right. If you take a I don't know, I don't want to put down any sports, but if you take a, a sport where the skill itself matters, like the baseline skill itself matters a heck of a lot more and isn't as plastic, like let's say, you know, your cardiovascular fitness, then in that case, like the talent can get you a hell of a lot longer of a way and not like, you know, the, the work will impact things to a small degree but not as large a degree, if that answers your question. Enough. And I mean, the only thing that you can control is the hard work, right? So you might as well do it. I think people people run into problems when they're parenting their kids and they think that crazy hard work will overcome deficits in talent. And sometimes it can, but sometimes it doesn't. And what happens is you end up burning a young athlete out if you're insane and you think it can. But once you kind of are at peace with the fact that, hey, this is the talent I have and shit, that talent took you to the NBA, then it's all hard work from that point because you can't change your talent. Yeah, I mean, and and taking it back to Giannis again, I found this quote in one of his interviews that I think addresses this pretty well on where his mindset is. And he says they were asking him about, you know, why he tends to show up and like sweatsuits instead of like dressed to the nines like some other players and his response was i just want to win all that other stuff takes away from the game and you just spend extra energy on looking good for five seconds i don't care about that i just want to look good on the court get the win and go back home lay on my couch and watch game film that's it I hadn't heard that quote, but I've got the Amazon Prime window open in my other little browser to see if I can get a Giannis jersey overnighted. What a guy. I mean, how can, if you are listening to the Growth Equation and you like our approach, that, like Giannis should be the official athlete of the Growth EQ. Um, something else about Giannis that I think is definitely contagious is the Bucks are a team. I mean, the NBA, right? The whole thing, the talking heads would, would say that like the, the game is going to crap because of these super teams, meaning like a whole bunch of stars decide that they want to win a championship and because salary caps are so high, they'll still get paid well. So they all join up and you've got these teams that are just laden with stars. And the Bucks and the Suns, who they're playing, but particularly the Bucks, like they are not that. They are the kind of NBA basketball team that would have won in like the early aughts and late 90s. They've got a humble star that is still kind of a role player. 
in the sense that, like we said, Giannis doesn't just do everything. He's really good at a couple of things. They've got a gritty shooter that runs the floor like crazy. Again, being from Detroit, he reminds me of Rip Hamilton. Um, I'm talking about Middleton. And then they've got Trey Holiday, who's like a bigger, more physical point guard. Seven-footer Brooke Lopez that launches threes and just throws his elbows around. And then like a defensive shutdown guy, PJ Tucker, that you're lucky to get a few points out of. And like that's the core team. And then they got some solid guys coming off the bench. I mean, that is oh, and 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 I hope this doesn't get me in trouble, but hey, it's basketball and we're talking about basketball. They got the, the classic white guy that just launches threes. Like they are the quintessential basketball team in a league that has drifted away from that towards just stars, stars, stars. And I also wonder how much that has to do with Giannis. And what I mean by that is like, he is a student of the game. He works hard. If Giannis went to the Bucks management and said like, I need you to bring in Kevin Durant or I need you to bring in Kyrie Irving. I need another star. They would do that. But in some ways, isn't that the same thing as like wearing a fancy suit or chasing ego? Like I need, I, 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 I need. Versus like, uh-uh, like, let's build a team that's going to win. Yeah, that's a, a, that's a good point. And something I obviously honestly hadn't thought about. Um, but it's it's very clear, especially in these playoffs, which included several of those like super teams that didn't make it this far. Um, so it, it's it's interesting. It's also interesting because like, you know, I don't know if you remember a couple years ago when Giannis was essentially about to sign his his big deal there was all this question of you know where will he go and like the big teams new york la all these you know all the major markets people were speculating and then he ends up going back staying in milwaukee which is again i don't know like the 40th big biggest market in the in the country something like that uh which runs counter to what's you know what has been happening right so it's it's interesting i don't know on his decision making process but even making that decision to say you know what i'm going to stay in milwaukee and you know continue to build things here runs counter to to what some of the other stars in the nba have have been doing recently it does and it to me it connects so much to that hey like i just want to play the game and work hard because that's something that we talked about in peak performance, right? Like the minimalist to be a maximalist. And actually, um, just to show how this stuff is all cross domain, we quoted Mike Joyner, who's one of the, the country's like foremost medical researchers. And he said that the reason that he loves being at the Mayo Clinic is, yes, in part because you're at this prestigious institution with great resources and great colleagues. But he's like, if I'm being honest with you, it's because it forces me to live in Rochester, Minnesota, and there's not much to do here. Like there's not distractions. And I think playing in Milwaukee is probably the equivalent of that in basketball. There's a lot less distractions from the media if you're in a small market. There's a lot less chances to go out and party if you're in a small market. Um, it really allows you to be simple and to be to be a master of your craft. Whereas if he's playing in New York, you'd have to you'd have to put like a freaking electric fence stone wall around you not to get touched by the craziness around the game and in Milwaukee you can just kind of focus on the game yeah I mean I think that's really kind of comes what it comes down to is it's 
front and center for him is like, how do I get better? How do I perfect my craft? And it's interesting too, because like, as we've talked about in both passion paradox, peak performance, growth equation stuff is in order to go down that route, like you have to, you have to, you know, have this humility, this self-awareness to not let it like take over your life and then like turn into this obsession which so far, like Yana seems to be have been able to handle very well. And again, no inside info, but if you listen to his interviews, especially the one we cited at the beginning, you can see that like his awareness and his introspection and uh, like his willingness to keep asking questions and learning is probably part of what keeps him grounded to be able to you know, focus on his craft so much without it, like without getting the, the kind of obsessive negative components that come with it. Yeah. Love it. So there we go. I think the principles that I'm taking away from this are the importance of humility and this notion of ego being the past, pride being the future, humility being the present. Man, is that powerful? Like I am here. This is what's happening. That's all that matters. Um, you could argue that that is enlightenment in all these like ancient wisdom traditions. Um, you talk about selflessness, losing the ego. Well, if you're not gloating about the past, if you're not prideful about the future and you're just here, then you are just one with the activity that you're doing. It certainly comes out in his game, in his demeanor. Um, and then we talked about how that humility is not magic or mystical, it is either unintentionally or intentionally crafted by Giannis based on his always coming back to doing the work, decisions to surround himself with a team, not all these ultra stars playing in a small market, um, not worrying about kind of the the ritz and glitz that comes with the game and um, not taking himself so seriously. Because if you have big ego or big pride, when you go two for 10 from the fall line or when you have to come out of the game early because you forgot to pee or you're a little too amped up or you're experiencing some anxiety, if you have a big ego, it's going to be a steep road down into self-destruction. Whereas if you're just in the present moment, you're like, all right, I missed that free throw. Well, it's over. Short memory back to playing the game. And I just love that we can all learn so much from a superstar like Giannis And I can't wait to watch uh, game six of the NBA finals. And Giannis, if you are out there listening to us, I know that you challenged The Rock to a weightlifting contest. We are challenging you to nothing, Giannis, but we will give you all the Growth EQ merch, swag, sign books, whatever you want, Giannis. Um, But we would love to have you on the podcast because, um, you know, right now you're the epitome of, of so much of what we coach. So it's a joy to watch this guy. All right. Brad, Brad makes his pitch. I, I love it. No. And, and you know, you summarize some uh, things um, very eloquently there, Brad. And I think, I think this is a great example of where we can take lessons from one domain and apply it to others. So as you listen to us gush over basketball and what Giannis has done, like the same lessons apply, whether, you know, you're a doctor, a teacher, a lawyer, you know, whatever have you, uh, because, you know, they're universal principles or performance. So really 
think about how to take these um, lessons and apply them to your own situation in your own life. Yeah, I just love it. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we'll be back with our regular cadence of podcasts next week. Um, until then, uh, work hard, work like Giannis, make sure you rest too. Thanks for listening to the Growth Equation podcast. Learn more about our work and find show notes at our website, www.thegrowtheq.com. Follow us on Twitter at B. Stahlberg and at Steve Magnus. And if you like what you listen to, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast as this goes a long way in helping it reach others.